Hello, I'm Kami Yeshirabge, and this is the Buddhism Guide podcast. You can find more podcasts, blogs, videos, and guided meditation practices on the Buddhism Guide app. Download it for free from the Apple Store and Google Play. If you enjoy the Buddhism Guide podcast and would like to support future episodes, you can do so for as little as $2 a month. Visit patreon.com forward slash Buddhism Guide for more information. That's p-a-t-r-e-o-m dot com forward slash Buddhism Guide. This episode is called Looking in the Mirror. This verse is taken from the 100 Verses of Advice by Padampa Sangha. The verse reads, You say such clever things to people, but don't apply them to yourself. The faults within you are the ones to be exposed. So, we don't like that, do we? I mean, let's face facts, nobody likes to expose their own faults. It's much easier for us to expose everybody else's faults. We find it easier to look and uh, pick fault with other people, but so difficult to spend the time and actually look at our own faults and expose our own faults. If we want to uh, make progress along our path, then we need to look clearly and look at our own faults, look at our own defects, not spend time in looking at other people's. And the way that we should do it, we should be looking at our mind as though we're looking in the mirror. So it's our mind looking at itself and just seeing what are my faults. Instead of, you know, criticising other people, that's their fault or they don't do this properly or they're not like that or they're not a good person we should look inwards we should look at our minds as though we're looking at it through a mirror so seeing our faults instead of seeing other people's faults and if we do that then we can start progressing down the path but if we're not willing to look at our own minds and to look truthfully at ourselves and be truthful about what faults we have then it's difficult for us to make any progress because we're always going to be looking outside at other people instead of inside at us. But really, you know, the, the whole process is about looking inward. I mean, the reason when we're meditating, we're closing our eyes because it takes us inward. As soon as you close your eyes, you go inside and that's where we should be looking. And that's where we can make the most amount of progress is by looking inside and not outside. And, you know, when you're reading uh, spiritual books or when you're listening to the teacher or you're listening to teachings, podcasts or reading blogs, the ones that are most beneficial to you are the ones that will expose your faults. That when you're reading about something, so maybe you're reading about jealousy, or maybe you're re- reading about uh, attachment, if it exposes in you a feeling that, oh yeah, I have that, 
I have that uh, attachment, or I have jealousy, or I have pride, then that teaching is good for you because it's helped expose a fault in you. And then you can look at that fault, and then you can get to the root of it, and you can change. But it's impossible for us to change if we're not going to look inward, if we're not going to be looking at what our faults are. So any teaching, uh, reading or listening to, any teaching that is going to expose some faults in you is a great teaching for you because it gives you the opportunity to change. So when we're looking inside, when we're looking at you know, what defects we've got or what uh, faults we have, we have to constantly keep looking. We have to be vigilant. Another word for that is like mindful. We have to be mindful, watchful. We have to be aware. And we have to be aware of the five poisons. So one of the poisons is desire. So we have to be aware that we've been led by desires. Now, it's not talking about the good desire, the desire to help people. What I'm talking about is the desires that I want to be this type of person or I want to own the biggest house or I want to have the best phone. These type of desires that make us cling to things, make us get attached to things. These are the desires that we have to be really careful. So you have to uh, do this type of practice during the day because it's during the day you're going to get these desires. And if you're not watchful, then that desire is going to lead you in a different direction. It's going to lead you in the wrong direction. Because it's going to take you down a path that is just going to make you more, have more pride and have more attachment and be more grasping and clinging, which is not going to be helpful for you. So we have to do this during the day. We have to see, okay, yeah, I'm actually being, being pulled along by this desire. Do I really need that phone? You know, my phone is working. It does exactly what I want it to do. So do I need to, you know, be thinking about other phones and being drawn by that? So we have to be mindful of our desires. And the opposite side of that is aversion. Well, with desire, it's something we want. And with aversion, it's something we don't want. So it's something we're trying to push away. You know, we don't want to be uh, unhappy. Of course we don't. But if we don't face up to our unhappiness, then how are we going to work through it? If we just keep pushing it away, if we just keep pushing things away that we have aversion towards, how are we ever going to change? You know, we can't uh, just have a life of positivity you know, now many people talk about positive psychology and uh, the art of being positive and everything should be positive. It's ridiculous because life is not like that. Life is made up of positive and negative. So sometimes we need to go through the negative to learn something. So when we're trying to push things away, when we have aversion and we're constantly pushing things away, we're never learning from them. We're never going to learn by pushing things away. 
So it's another thing that another poison that we have to be mindful of is aversion, is trying to push everything that we dislike away. We can learn. We can learn from uh, things we dislike. We can learn from people that we dislike. Why do we dislike them then? You know, if we're just going to say, oh, I hate those type of people, then what are we learning? We're learning nothing. But if we start looking, why is that then? What is it about that person that brings up these emotions in me? So by looking at that, we change. By just pushing them away, by just having aversion for them, we'll never change because we're not looking. So aversion is the second poison that we need to be looking at. The third poison that we need to be looking at is jealousy. You know, jealousy comes from our ego. And jealousy comes because we're not content with something. If we were content with everything in our lives, then how could we be jealous? What would we have to be jealous about? It's because we're not content that jealousy arrives. This person has a bigger house, this person has more money, this person has better clothes, whatever it is. If we were content with our house, our work and our clothes, then jealousy cannot arise. Jealousy only arises because we have a lack of contentment. So we have to look again during the day, we have to be mindful of jealousy arriving, arising in us. Why did it arise? Why am I jealous of that person? That person is just the same as me. If you look at everybody, everybody wants peace of mind. Everybody wants peace in their life. And nobody wants to suffer. So then, whatever that person has, they're the same as you. We have to be mindful of jealousy when jealousy arises. And also the fourth one is pride. And we have to be mindful of pride arising in us. It's pride of ourselves I'm talking about here. If we get proud, oh, you know, I'm good at this, I'm the best at this, and these people are not as good at, at this as that I am. So again, then that pride is just leading you down the wrong path. You know, if you do something good, then great, and you should be happy that you've done something good. But it should be something that's helped somebody else, not just good for me. Oh yeah, I've done good and now I've got this. Because then that's just stemming from your ego. And if we're not careful, pride can take us in completely the wrong direction. You know, when you're talking to people who have pride, it's very difficult to have a conversation with them. Because they have no care about you. They don't care where you've come from. They don't care what knowledge you have. They don't care what you've done or what you know. It's all about them. It's all about, this is what I know. This is who I am. They won't listen to you. And if you start talking and start moving the conversation away from them, they'll just move it straight back to them. So they're really difficult people to be around. So we have to look at pride. And make sure that, again, we're not being taken down the wrong path. And the final of the five poisons is a, a lack of awareness about the way the world really is. So impermanence, cause and effect, attachment are all things that lead us down the wrong path.
when we're unaware that everything is impermanent, and I don't mean unaware intellectually. On an intellectual level, I know everybody understands impermanence. But it's no good just to understand it intellectually. We need to really go deep and really understand that everything is forever changing. So then there's no need to hold on to anything. There's no need to get attached to anything. Just while that thing is with me, then I'll use it. So maybe it's my phone. Then I won't get attached to the phone. But I'll just use it for what it's there for. The person, I won't get attached to this person, but I like this person, I get on well with this person, so I'll enjoy them while they're here, but I know they're not going to last forever. I'll enjoy my life while I'm here, but I know I'm not going to be here forever. Some people feel that impermanence is, is a bad thing, but it's not. It's part of life, so whether you believe it's good or bad, it doesn't matter, because it's here. But for us, it should be a motivator. Yeah. I don't know if I'm going to wake up tomorrow. So do I want to waste today complaining about things, moaning about the weather, becoming sad because this person said this to me? Who knows? Tomorrow you're dead. So that was your last day. So you spent your last day moaning and complaining. What a way to spend your last day. If we see things as impermanent, we don't know if we're here tomorrow. None of us know. So let's live life today. Let's hey, use impermanence as a motivator. So when you wake up in the morning, great, I've woken up. Let's have a good day. When you go to bed at night, say, I made it through the day. Let's see if I wake up in the morning. So impermanence is not a bad thing. And also if you look at, you know, when you're angry, Thankfully, we have impermanence that you're not going to be angry forever. If you are feeling sad, you're not going to feel sad forever. So impermanence is not a bad thing. It's something that we have to understand, firstly intellectually and then on a wisdom level. And then we'll see everything as impermanent and we won't get attached to things. And if we're not getting attached, then we're not going to get the mental suffering. And another thing we have a lack of awareness about is uh, cause and effect. We start to think about everything is destiny or everything is karma, and then we dismiss the way life really is. You do something, there's going to be a consequence. So then do good things. Again, this is a motivator. Cause and effect is a motivator for us. Because... When we do good things, we know there's going to be good consequences. When we help people, there are going to be good consequences. When we do bad things and we harm people, then of course, there are going to be bad consequences. So cause and effect, again, is another motivator for us to be good, to do good things. Because we know whatever we do, there is going to be a consequence for that action. So every action will have a consequence. So if we are mindful of these things, so if during the day that you're doing something and you think, oh, yeah, actually this is not a good thing, then you stop doing it. So then you get good consequences. But if you're not mindful, if you're not looking at your own faults, you're just going to carry on and then the consequences will come. They won't be very good consequences and then you'll moan about that then you'll complain about that consequence. But it came about because of your action. 
So we have to be looking at the five poisons, constantly making sure that we're not being pulled along by desire or aversion or jealousy or pride or having a lack of awareness about impermanence and cause and effect. If we constantly keep looking back at these things and constantly keep seeing, being vigilant of these five poisons, then we're going to be able to move forward with our lives. We're going to be able to do good practice. And the practice that we're going to do then will work. You know, if you put in a lot of effort, then your practice is going to change day by day. It's going to get better day by day. If you just put in an average amount of effort into your practice, then it's only going to change week by week. And if you don't put in, if you put even less effort in, then it will change month by month. And if you just do, oh, every now and again, I'm a busy person, I have a lot going on, I can't really do much practice, it's either going to change year by year or it's not going to change at all. And that's not down to any teacher, that's not down to any teaching, that's all down to you. You put in the effort, you're going to get the result. So if you constantly keep looking at your mind as though you're looking in the mirror and constantly looking to make sure that you're not being pulled along by these five poisons, then your progress down the spiritual path is going to be one that will change day by day. But that's down to you. That's down to you being mindful, being vigilant, watching your mind and looking at you instead of wasting your time looking at other people. Other people will have to change themselves. We can't change other people. We can only change ourselves. So instead of spending the day complaining about what they did do, what they didn't do, what they think or what they don't think. Look at yourself. What did you do? What did you say? What are your actions? What do you think? Because the more you look at you as though you're looking in a mirror, the more you're going to change. The more you look at other people, you'll never change. You can't change by criticising somebody else. You can only change by looking at yourself. Once we look at ourselves, then change will come. You can find more about this and similar subjects in my books, The Best Way to Catch a Snake, Life's Meandering Path, and Ripples in a the Stream. They're all available now on Amazon and Kindle. Could I ask you to please rate and review the Buddhism Guide podcast? as this will make it easier for others to find us. So, until the next time, thank you so much for listening, and bye.